boss always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. How's it going? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What's up? This is episode 175, Bowl Season Begins, and then we'll dive into NFL Week 15 after that. Uh, we're going to recap uh, an okay week. Uh, it was a slow week, obviously, Army-Navy, and then Week 14 of the NFL. But Bowl Season is here. Buckle your chin strap. We bet every single bowl game every year. No matter what, whether we like the game, hate the game, we will have a play for you. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. If you remember last year, it was a fucking, <laughs> it was a tough go. So going into bowl season, we currently all either sit at or above 500. Joseph is obviously leading the way. What is your overall college record? 36 and 24. That is very good. Uh, I am 62, 59 and five. Five pushes is horrific. Nick is 42, 42 and three. So everybody pre bowl season is either at or above 500. Stop what you're doing. Hit subscribe. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. It doesn't matter. It helps us a lot. Takes two seconds for you. Um, Help us out. Hit the subscribe button. Maybe hit the like button too if you're feeling generous. A couple things to get into. Jaden Daniels. Is your 2023 Heisman Trophy winner? Oh, daggers. Suck on that, Washington fans. Suck on that, Oregon fans. The amount of people I've been, oh, and the uh, Ohio State fans that even watched thinking that Marvin Harrison Jr. would uh, have a shot in hell. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was hilarious. Somebody posted it was like the, the meme of the three Marines about to breach the door, and then there's the fourth Marine, and he's just a clown. Like <laughs> in the clown outfit, that's Marvin Harrison Jr. He shouldn't have been there. Malik Neighbors was the better wide receiver far and away. Yeah, they gave him the Beletnikov out of pity. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand the what, what's what's the criteria? What are we judging off of? Well, what's the yeah. other one that Penix got? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, Player of the Year isn't that what the Heisman is? They got so many stupid different awards. It's so dumb. Let's give Penix the don't Player they have, of the like, Year. Like the Unitas Golden Arm, they've got a uh, yeah. All kinds of shit. But Jaden Daniels, Arizona State transfer, comes in, uh, shows flashes, beats Alabama in his first season, and then turns right around, doubles down, wins the Heisman Trophy. Third in the history of LSU. Second in, what, five years? Yep. Four years? Yeah. 18-1 odds on the college football futures episode. We sat right here. We said our best bet for the Heisman Trophy was Jaden Daniels at 18-1 odds. The time before that, we said Joe Burrow at uh, eighty to one odds. So, uh, pretty good, pretty good return on investment. So, I did see some rumblings that they were thinking maybe he could get snubbed and maybe they give it to Penix. Yeah, I was nervous. Stupid. I was nervous. Um, but it feels good. Couple things to get into uh, before we do the recap. Um, Saints got a win. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, I hope they win the division just because I bet on it. But other than that, you know. I hate Derek Carr. On on this week's edition of I Hate Derek Carr, 
I still fucking hate Derek Carr. I hate him so much. I hate his entire family. Every single one of them. All the brothers, Derek, Darren, David. I fucking despise this entire family. I really do. They're going to window dress it. They're going to try to make you think that the game was not a shit show against the clear worst team in football. They're horrific from top to bottom. Top to bottom, the Panthers are terrible. Derek Carr had 37 yards, one interception with eight minutes to go in the game. He finished with 119 yards and a touchdown. And they're going to make two touchdowns. Sorry. 18 to 26, 119 yards, two touchdowns and a pick is what Derek Carr finished. Eight minutes to go in the game. He had 37 yards and a pick. I don't want to hear shit. All you morons on Twitter are talking about, well, we won the game. Are you going to talk about the red zone? No, I'm not. The Panthers are fucking terrible. Let's talk about the entire Carr family because David Carr sits up on this fucking talk show and is trying to tell the Eagles that they should bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus Mariota. David Carr was the number one pick. Lifetime. He had sub 60% completion percentage, 65 touchdowns, 71 interceptions. He sucked. He was a bust. He was never good. Never good. He shouldn't be able to talk football. That's one of the few things where somebody who attempted it and couldn't do it on their best day will try to tell you what they should or shouldn't do. David Carr, Derek Carr, Darren Carr, any of them shouldn't be able to talk fucking football. Oh, Uncle Lon Boyette. There's a Carr family. Their uncle was the tight end for the Raiders. He played three games with them. Didn't catch one ball. One ball. They want to talk about this legacy family. The Carrs suck. Every single one of them suck. I hate Derek Carr. He's 17th in pass yards, 20th in touchdowns. He's getting paid as uh, 23rd in QBR. He's the 13th highest paid quarterback in the league, but he's making the same money as Aaron Rodgers. It's a tremendous waste of money. It's an arrogance in the postgame press conferences. This, you don't understand. I'm going to keep giving you words, but I'm not going to give you an answer. It's like, yeah, because you don't fucking know the answer. He doesn't know shit. He's not good. He's not efficient in the red zone. I don't care what he did against the Panthers. And it's this arrogance, this superiority complex that he's doing New Orleans a favor by coming here and fucking stinking up the joint. I hope Derek Carr, just leave the money, Derek. Just put, just give it back and go. Go on your way. I hate the entire family. I hate, I hate every single member of the Carr family. I really do. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Bench Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus fucking Mariota. What are we talking about? It it, it really is. It's like if you've attempted it and you were horrific at it, you shouldn't be able to tell people what they need to do. If you had a shot, you were there, and, oh, you fucking sucked, so we don't want to hear your opinion. Let's put Tom Brady or Drew. I'll listen to them. I want to see what the people who were elite at it, what do they think? And then we'll fucking take their opinion for what it's worth. But David Carr, just just fishing for clickbait. Darren Carr, his brother, just keeps tweeting boo because the fans were booing him. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> sucks. He sucks. They're trying to, he's saying boo in the sense of like, oh, look at now. Where's the boos now? It's like, brother, they're still there. They're going to be there the whole year. Derek Carr's fucking trash. I got a bunch of Raiders fans tweeting at me, talking, like, defending him. I'm, I'm so convinced I found Derek Carr's family's burner accounts. It's just a farm of Derek Carr. It's a Carr family burner accounts. I'm convinced I found them. You go back and look, that's all they tweet about is Derek Carr. It's like, there's no way. There's nobody on planet Earth that's not related to him that is defending him like that. It's just not. It's, it, it, there's no way. I'm out on it. I'm tired of it. I, I wish we would cut our losses and just go, move on. Every win we get is further away from a 
It's a worse pick. Every win is a worse pick. Every win is like you keep winning, your chances of doing shit don't go up. We're not going to win anything. What are we going to do? We're going to get in the playoffs. We're going to play the Cowboys. They'll skull fuck us. Dak Prescott will bend Derek Carr over his knee like a child. But every win, you just get a worse pick. I mean, what? What do you do? Eric McCoy's reaction tells you all you need to know. To see Eric McCoy react like that, like yeah. they, like he was not calming down. And if if whoever it was wasn't in the way, he might have ripped his fucking head off. <laughs> you never have seen any any center of Drew Brees' tenure at respond to him like that. Hell no. Because Derek Carr's a little bitch. He throws everybody under the bus. It's like, you better be really fucking good if you're going to do that. You better be lighting it up. And he's not. He sucks. He's not good. He's a one-read quarterback. Cannot go through his progressions. And then you want to bitch and moan and complain about what everybody else is doing. Screaming at Olave. Brother, Olave's fucking incredible. Olave's really good. I, I, I don't know. But to see Eric McCoy, and they're gonna they're gonna window dress it like it's no big deal, and oh, it's, uh, that happens. They're competitors, yeah, right. and we love each other. Eric McCoy fucking hates Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not respected by his teammates. Fuck no. That's why they didn't do that to Drew Brees. Drew you, Brees yes. had the ultimate respect. Even when teammates. shit was really bad, and even when the defense was horrific, historically bad in those years when we had Drew. Never once was he blaming it on the defense. Never once was he pointing blame Screaming in the direction the of field. anyone else. I don't understand it. I don't like Derek Carr. He's a bitch to his core. Everybody knows it. It's one of those things. Like, you know, I know, we all know we are not going to win shit with Derek Carr. So cut your losses. Get out ahead of it. Admit you were wrong, and let's go. Dennis Allen, you can carry his bags out the fucking door. But $100 million, good God. And it's funny, too, because I went back and listened. All last year, I was like, Derek Carr sucks in the red zone. It's like, he's not good. And then we get him, and you're like, well... (laughs) <laughs> the situation was bad. Maybe, I mean, he's got on talent. Maybe. No, no. Uh, call me a fake fan, whatever you want. I, I, He's not, he doesn't embody the city of New Orleans. He doesn't respect the city of New Orleans. You can tell he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't care. The second they leave, that entire family will trash this city. So fuck them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's get on with it. Let's move on with our lives. Let's try to move on as a franchise. He's a bum. He's, he will be a bum for the rest of his life. He will be out of this league in five years. I hate him. I don't know. I mean, do you disagree? No. Yeah, I don't like him. I never did. I certainly convinced myself that with the weapons we had and all he had to be was average. Yeah. And it's like, I understand the numbers. Mickey Loomis wants to sit up there and act like, oh, we're an explosive offense and we're doing this and that. If you look at the yards, those are all fucking bullshit yards. Go look at the first the first drives. We haven't scored an opening drive touchdown in like two months. That's when you're supposed to excel. That's the scripted plays. That was Sean Payton's specialty. We're not a threat to score until it's late game and it either doesn't fucking matter or we can get a fucking pump block for a touchdown or we play the worst team in football. Dennis Allen's over there cheering like he won a fucking playoff game. We beat the 1-12 Panthers or whatever they are. Yeah, 1-12. And, and we're lucky. If they were not so bad, we lose that game. They're so bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I wish. I wish they would have just let Eric McCoy beat the dog shit out of Derek Carr and we just drag <laughs> him off the field. You drag him off. Let Jameis drag him off. He snubbed Jameis on a high five when they scored the touchdown, and he's fucking going crazy like he's the guy. Jameis is like this. He just runs oh right past gosh, him. I wanted was, to fucking wring his goddamn neck. That was that made me like kind of curl up a little bit when he's celebrating after that touchdown. Yeah, like like he's the guy, <laughs> dude. You fucking <laughs> suck. 
The Panthers suck. You suck, bitch. I hate this idiot. I, if I saw him, I swear on my life, he would fuck me up, but I would swing at him. I swear. I would take a swing. <laughs> I would take a swing. And his brothers, they're just blocking everybody. Block the whole fucking city. I promise you on everything. The second the Carr family is out of here, don't tell me they're not doing weird shit together, too. They all look alike. They all look too much alike. Um, that's a conspiracy, though. I mean, I'm not going yeah, to say ancestral things or anything, but come on. Uh, the second they're out of this city, they're going to trash the fuck out of us. Guaranteed. They're going to talk so much shit about the city of New Orleans. Get them the fuck out of here. Get them out. Get them out. On his Wikipedia page, it talks about how he puts his faith above all else. I can tell. You fucking idiot. Why don't you put football above your faith? For once, one day, let's see what happens. I hate it, dude. I don't know what to do. I really don't. It's such a weird. It's such a weird time to be a Saints fan. I, I don't. I bet against us last week. I was. It was. I was actively rooting for us to lose. <laughs> I really was. Because, dude, every time you win, it's going to be a worse pick. Yeah. I want Jaden Daniels. He might not be good in the NFL. I don't know. I don't care. I want to give it a shot. You got to have hope. If you don't have hope, what are you doing? The fans are responding like, dude, look at the dome. The dome's a ghost town. What do you do? Yeah. That's $7. That's, yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. Bitches, the Smoothie King Center now, cuz. Yeah. Oh, huh? It's like the old school Pelican game. Pelican you, games. you used to be able to get into Pelicans games for a quarter back in the day. Like you can literally go on your phone and. Less than 10 bucks. I mean, they'll oh, get yeah. you. Well, so it'll be a $6 ticket. You'll pay 85 with the fees, but. Six dollars face value. Yeah, no, nobody cares. And that's gonna be what drives the changes. If we keep this up and we don't fucking go and the money, the bottom line starts getting hurt, they're gonna say, All right, Dennis, you gotta get the fuck out because we gotta inspire them. We gotta Mm -hmm. fucking get the get the people going. So and by that we gotta get you going out of fucking town. Isn't there dudes in the dome selling uh fire Dennis Allen t-shirts right now. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I'd buy one. Yeah. Shit's probably selling like fucking hotcakes. This dude's an idiot. He is. He is. Don't know how to throw a fucking challenge flag. He's going to inquire with the league about why that wasn't a rough in the punter call because it's a rugby style punter. And if you look at the fucking rule book, you can't, there's no rough in the punter on a rugby style punter. What do you mean you're going to inquire with the league? Go inquire with your fucking self in the mirror and figure out why we suck. Stop going to these fucking charity events, having the time of your life, watching people walking dogs down the runway. You should have been preparing for Atlanta. You drove all the way over there. Yeah. Fucking (laughs) tremendous waste of time. We fucking suck. I hate it. But one thing is for certain. I've never hated a Saints player more than I hate Derek Carr. Not to keep harping on it. I despise Derek Carr. I despise the post-game press conferences. I despise everything about him. Like I said, the, the superiority complex, like he knows more than we do. When you look at it, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It, it looks like shit. It, it is shit. He can, they can try to fool us all they want about we don't know what we're looking at or there's more that goes into it. We're trash. He's trash, specifically. The play calling's trash. The coaching's trash. The quarterback plays trash. They can try to make you think otherwise, but facts are facts. Derek Carr needs to get the fuck out of town. All righty. A couple other things. Um What do you think of Patrick Mahomes in the uh, the Chiefs game? <laughs> I don't know. This is. I mean, I guess um, from the standpoint of him not seeing exactly what, exactly how how he was offsides, I guess I understand his frustration. 
Because, yeah, that is something that is rarely ever called. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I look at it from the standpoint, I couldn't believe. I didn't know who you, I thought he was yelling at Tony at first. That would have been crazy. That's what he should have fucking <laughs> yeah. yelled at. So he should have, he's, Kadarius Tony's been a dipshit his whole yeah. career. Back in Florida, he was doing stupid shit all the time. So if you want to yell at somebody, yell at fucking no hands and then tell him, and then they, they post the video. So for those that have been living under a rock, the Chiefs and the Bills played a fucking down to the wire game. The Chiefs called an incredible play. It was sick. Uh, Travis Kelsey over the middle and he throws like a cross field. It's a lateral essentially, but he passes it to Kadarius Tony. It was an incredible touchdown that would have won the game. What gets called back is Kadarius Tony lined up offsides, lined up past the ball. And then so the video started surfacing where they're like, he did check with the referee because you can check with the ref. They'll tell you if you're good or if you need to back up, whatever. He's like checking. He like looks to the ref, goes like that as he's running. He's still like three or four yards away from the line of scrimmage, goes like that and looks away before the ref could even tell him anything. So it's like he half ass checked. He didn't really check. He just went through the motion of like whatever, then clearly lines up offsides. It's not even close. So they bring the play back. The problem is I've never once complained about the officiating calling a call correctly. How are you going to fucking complain like that when Mm -hmm. they make the right call? That's all we want. Just make the right call. Just make the right call and be consistent about it. The fact that in the post game, he had the fucking audacity to go up to Josh Allen, who's had his heart ripped out on these late game situations against the same guy. Never bitch, never complain, nothing. It's a regular season game. They're fighting to stay alive in the playoffs. Like, every game is important for them. They lose that game, they're probably done. You're going to go up to them in the handshake, and instead of saying good game, you're going to say, it's the fucking worst call I've ever seen. Unfucking believable bro. And he just sits there, he's like, taps him on the <laughs> chest. But it's like, what the fuck? Like, they've done the off-the-field like golfing events and all of that. It's like, bro, have some respect for the dude who is going through it this year, turning the ball over a shit ton, not living up to expectations, an incredible win that they had to have. You're going to bitch and moan over a call that was called correctly on the field and then walk around. He just looked like a little bitch. It was the first time that he, he unanimously, Patrick Mahomes was accepted as the best player in football, which he is, but he was also pretty much unanimously liked. By mm-hmm. everybody. His family wasn't. His brother and his wife were getting shit on, rightfully so. But as far as Patrick Mahomes himself, nobody really had a problem with him. They fucked with him about his voice and all of that, but not really like a playful whatever. Nobody really had a problem with him. Watch the number of people that turn on him now. A lot of people, I guarantee you, are going to root for him to lose because it was a bad look. It was like, if it was like really close and it wasn't so obvious that he was offsides, if it was like, oh, you can't even, how are you going to call that? It's like right there. How can you even tell? Then you'd have more of a leg to stand on. He's like, his entire foot's past the ball. It's not even fucking close. So then when you do that, and then you you bitch on the field, and then you bitch in the post-game press conference, like Andy Reid said some shit, like, oh, I can't believe they did the blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, he's like, I wasn't trying to say, like, I saw the replay, and I, I, I get it. And even Patrick Mahomes tried to backtrack a little bit. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? I don't know. Yeah, I felt like he just made an ass of himself and like for the first time since he's been in the league, it just like reeked of immaturity. Yeah. So I felt like it was a bad look. People will forget. It's not like this crazy, oh my God thing. But I thought it was just kind of like, 
almost maybe misplaced frustration. Like he's probably like, what the fuck Kadarius Tony and he's pissed and he's just kind of, but like, like having to hold him back from the referee and shit. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. They should have let him go. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to fucking do? They're holding you back from yelling at the ref. How could you fucking call that call correctly? Like when the people that get all the fucking calls start bitching about, start bitching like that over a correct call. That's a problem. So I told you chiefs aren't winning it this year. They're not the Taylor Swift side show. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are struggling. You can attest to that. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, did you see it? What did you think? I saw the play. I didn't know he did that with Josh Allen after yeah. the game. Yeah, I saw the play, and then I saw the um, I saw him saying something about you take a Hall of Fame guy. That Kelsey. too. That's the only <laughs> other thing I saw. But I mean, I can kind of understand what you're saying. Like, you're still like. Riding the high of the emotions of the game. And well, it's not like not have, when he's in the game, he's getting to see a replay. And you might not have or, seen a replay yet. I can understand. But to react so strongly, you should figure out if it was like a bullshit call or not. Yeah. yeah. But it's that, just that, that that's like, how many times have you seen offensive offsides called? I understand. But just at the end of the push. day, though, yeah. at the end of the day, Kadarius Tony's a fucking moron. Yeah, well, yeah. How are you lining yeah. up offsides? Oh, well, no doubt. At the end of the day, like, yeah, you don't see it. And I understand the argument of like... It doesn't affect the play, per se, but it's still a fucking rule. You got to line up offsides. So then, if you like, ah, oh, we'll let it go. Well, then, what if he's another foot in front? It's just it. There's just no argument to it. It's like that's well, the I don't rule. Understand why you don't just get back just in case? No, that's what like, I'm saying. The fact losing, that he, foot? the fact that he doesn't look and go, oh shit, and then like he's clearly passed the ball. It's not even close. But it's like. You can't let that slide because then you let Micah Parsons put his hand a little bit fucking closer, mm-hmm. and now he's in the backfield a, a split second faster. So, it, it, I, I don't know. They the, their argument doesn't have a leg to stand on. I couldn't believe that he reacted the way he did, and to, to have the balls to say that to fucking Josh Allen, who that one game, that playoff game where they score with like a minute left, or no, they score with like fucking twenty seconds left and still lose. Yeah. Like getting your heart ripped out, the ups and downs, and all the times they've come up short in the postseason last year. Uh, Cincinnati marches in on their home field and fucking eliminates them. And now the dude's fighting for his fucking playoff life, and you're going to bitch and moan like that. And then the Travis Kelsey thing. You heard that? About the Hall of Fame? That affects a guy's Hall of Fame career. And I Shut the fuck up. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's, that's going to be like the, well, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. This would have been a great play. If that got completed, we'd have put him in. But... I mean, what can you do? It's not going to make. You can't make the hall now. He's unanimously recognized as like the best tight end ever. That play was drawn up. Yeah, that was a great My play call. My goodness. I thought that was like off the top of the head. I was going to say Kelsey's incredible. Still, that's Oh, I'm assuming I'm assuming call. that was a planned planned play. I don't think that that was improv he, from Kelsey. If it was, it's even more impressive. Yeah, no, but. either way, it's impressive as shit, but I thought I don't know why I thought that was improv. Who knows? Maybe it was. Yeah, I thought it was an improv play. Yeah, just may, maybe it, it was. If it that's if because, that's I mean, the case, he caught it way over to the right, so then turned so around up the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I but mean, if, that's ballsy like as shit. You said though, either way, if it was drawn up, incredible. If not, still. Yeah, well, either yeah, way, it's sucks. still equally impressive. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought that that was crazy. That was the first like bad look for Mahomes mm-hmm. in the league. I thought so. You you never would see like Drew or somebody respond like that. So, um. But, all right, last thing, uh, Shohei Otani's contract. They're $700 million over 10 years, 
but they're going to backload it to where he's going to make $2 million every year of the contract. And then from the years 2000, I don't remember what it was, like 34 to 43, he's going to make $68 million a year. Kind of like the Bobby Bonilla thing with uh, with the Mets. They still pay Bobby Bonilla, who played in like the fucking 90s. They still pay once a year. They pay him like a couple mil. So I think the owners are going to try to veto it, though, because it's going to give them incredible like buying power. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of unfair. Um, so I don't know how it's going to work out. But Shohei Otani uh, just made an absolute bag, which is crazy. In my opinion, I don't think anybody's worth that much money. Yeah. For that's a guy that's had two seasons. He definitely is deserving of the highest salary in baseball. Yeah, that's fair. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the elite pitchers in the game, an elite hitter, he can do everything. But he's already had two season-ending injuries. Yeah. Uh, the Tommy John yep. surgery, it's like yep. $700 million for a, a baseball player. Is he even going to pitch? But also, too, it's like... You don't know. It's baseball, though. Yeah. Where that's... It's like football, same thing... I can understand basketball, five players on the court, one guy can take the game over. Baseball, he's pitching once every, what, five or six days, right. and he's only one guy in a nine-man lineup. I, I don't. It's like, look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout was the best player in baseball for, forever. The Angels don't win shit. you got to put a team together. Yeah. So to pay one guy $700 million, what if you paid him $500 million, you paid another guy $200 million? Like, I don't know. It's a lot of money for one guy for a, a, a very um, team sport, so... But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely worthy of being the highest-paid player in the game. So, um, what else? Anything else going on? That's pretty much all I got. That's what I was going to bring up. Shohei. Okay. All righty. We will recap um, Army-Navy, which was incredibly frustrating. Um, Ty, uh, Ty Levitai's mom messaged me today. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> she said, not the outcome we wanted, but so thankful he was able to go out swinging. Yeah, me fucking too. Um, <laughs> should have started. I said he should have been in from the start. Offense immediately picked up, but yes, it was a it was a great game. She said, "I agree. Should have been playing all year." It's like, lady, don't air out your dirty laundry with me. <laughs> Haven't you heard uh, loose loose lips sink ships? You're in <laughs> Navy. Uh, she said, "Isn't it crazy how everyone in all caps can see that, but the coach and the offensive coordinator? Oh well, on to golf. LOL." On the golf. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bitch is betting on golf. Uh, she's not wrong, though, because our line sucks. Oh, yeah. Our line sucks. That interception was horrific. He's not a good, he's not a decisive runner. As soon as Tyler Vitae came in, much more decisive with where he's going. Offense immediately picked up. It was just like the Air Force game earlier in the year when I was on Navy. The second he came in, things just picked up. Um, so we were on Navy plus three. Obviously, if so, this was a fucking double whammy. This was so bad. I I broke the car. I made the cardinal sin. Um, there was the strip sack. Levite got strip sacked. Returned for a touchdown, which was fucking horrific. Of course, the ball bounces right up to him. Um, so Army returns that for a touchdown. We're Navy has the ball on the one yard line. They're hurrying up. Um, 17 to nine. Yeah, 17 to nine. Clock's running. And then they get stuffed on fourth down. They did the tush push, basically. He gets stuffed. And so we were going to hit the under 28. And then um, I tweeted it out. 
because we were going to go one and one. We were going to lose Navy plus three. And it, it, I was telling Lindsay because we're watching. I was like, I was like, okay, either way, we're going to win one. Navy's going to get in, and we would need them to not get the two point conversion to guarantee. Um, but I was like, and if they don't get in, we'll get the under. Well, so on third down, they throw to the flat, which it's incredible that they just start throwing simple out routes. And then I think yeah, it was I Gary Danielson. Was Gary Danielson yeah. was like, what is Army doing? Mm-hmm. It's like literally throws that I could make. And it's like they're just like stumped. Like, wait a second. We don't pass in this game. Yeah. And Navy's just marching down the field. They throw it to the flat. Guy gets tackled on the one. So I was under the impression that this was the final play because they're running it back. It's like we talked about they're running it back. We're at 11 seconds, and somebody knocks the ball out of the official's hand, and they stop the fucking clock, and that's what the problem was because if the clock keeps rolling, that's more than likely final play. And I didn't think about it when that the ball got knocked out of the official's hand, clock stopped, he gets stuffed, they're reviewing. I tweet out that we cash the under. And then I'm like, what's going on? They're like on the one yard line, giving it back to Army, and they're like, "Do you just take a safety here?" I'm like, "Oh no!" It's like, "Oh my fucking god!" I was like, "Please don't take the safety." He could have, he could have threw it. He fucking wasted the three seconds in the end zone. It's like, just throw mm-hmm. it, just throw it, get rid of it. Well, I was like, I Nick had texted that, and then yeah, I knew that. Shit I was read coming. it, and I was immediately when you texted that. <laughs> Gary Danielson's like, oh, I'd be interested. They could just step out of the back of the end zone here. And I'm like, holy shit. Dude, yep. I was, I thought that it was the last play. I was like, that's game. It wasn't game. So uh, Army wins 17 to 11. Navy scores all of their 11 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and then a safety, a meaningless safety to end the game to push the total of 28 27 and a half was largely available for the majority of the week. So the people that took over 27 and a half, what a way to cash the over. Yeah, and I think even 28 and a half became available. It did. Yeah, it did. That would have been nice. Um, to have 27 and a half and 28 and a half mm, over and under. Damn. Fuck the rip. Old, yeah. Uh, so, oh, one and one. It was, it was tough. Um, Oh, one and one. Like I said, we already went over pre bowl season records. I'm at 62, 59, and five. Six and 10 of my locks of the week. Locks of the week are struggling. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to pick that up starting this week. But yeah, we've been, uh, we've been struggling in locks. Um, everybody, well, you only, you went 0 oh and one. We were both on the same show. We both went 0 oh, one and one, um, which we've already gone over records. You're 42, 42, and three, eight and eight in your locks of the week. Uh, Joseph, what is your record one more time? 36 and 24 overall, uh, seven and nine in my locks. Okay. Alrighty. We will get into bowl season. Saturday starts at all. We got multiple games on Saturday. So the way this is going to work, if you're new to the show, we record on Tuesdays. There is a bowl game on Tuesday. So we're going to give you our play for Tuesday, but that play will run over to our next week's record because we will record before that game is played. Uh, so it'll just be added to next week's record. Um, Alrighty, let's see. Starting it off with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern taking on Ohio. Disclaimer, again, for anybody betting bowl season like we are, check and see who's out because there's going to be a shitload of people not playing. Um, There is always value to be had if you can find an inside edge that other people may not be... uh, that may not be widely available to everybody, but check who's out. 
a lot of people are going to be sitting out in these games. Um, starting with Ohio, Curtis Rourke is in the portal. Uh, as far as I can see for Georgia Southern, nobody significant is out. Ohio's also going to be without Key Thompson, their second leading tackler, linebacker. Um, that was pretty much the only significant in the running people back. out yeah, there. Without Bingura. Their starter and their backup running back. Ohio? Yeah. Okay. And I think one of their uh, top wide receivers. Yes. Well, this portal's bullshit then that I was looking at. What do you look at? 247 or on three? Um, Something from action. Oh, it's okay. just a big blog. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the under 49. I'm on the under 49. I think um, – I, I don't know how – Ohio's really going to have success on offense with all of those skill position players out and then obviously their quarterback out. If you look at um, – I just think C.J. Harris is going to be a big downgrade, 50% completion percentage, 51. Um, but Cor- Curtis Rourke is clearly the best quarterback on this roster, and he has not exactly lit it up this year. So I think I think Harris might be out too. Is he really? I, the one injury report I up. saw was that he was listed on it out. So who the fuck's playing quarterback? That's, I still couldn't find who's playing. Got to be Parker Navarro, who's completed or who's attempted 10 passes. Christ, 70% completion percentage. Navarro, yes. Um, Parker Navarro is a senior. Jesus Christ, it's got disaster written all over it. He's going to come in and have the game of his life. <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm going to take the under 49. Are you on a side? No, I'm on the under as well. Are you? Okay. I will get aggressive this bowl season, which is probably not the smartest because I got I got out of the gutter with the games that we typically always do well on, and then bowl season's a fucking crapshoot. So I really probably should be selective, but I probably won't be. Um, Joseph, are you on? What are you on for this game? Uh, this is my lock. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm on the, the uh, Ohio's uh, <laughs> defense. <laughs> yeah, but it, anyways, um, yeah, Ohio's defense, twelfth rank. In the nation, yards per play allowed, and then the 13th ranked third down defense. We talk about them having a lot of significant talent in the transfer portal on offense. So you wonder if their defense is good enough to kind of keep them in this game. I think it is. I'm not willing to uh, take the points, but yeah, the under seems like a good play. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to lay the points with Georgia Southern too, but. I'm not. Um, All righty. The second game of the day, the R&L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. Jacksonville State taking on ULL. Jacksonville State, I've seen three, three and a half. Um, Total sits around 59 and a half, give or take. Which way are you going? Uh, UL. Me too. Yeah. Plus three and a half. Um, I... It's a home game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville State, uh, their place kickers in the transfer portal. Uh, Could be a problem. It's going to cost them this game. Could be a problem. Um, I don't like Kendra Gant not playing for UL. Yeah. Second on team in sacks. But I think the defense for UL is not very good. But hopefully uh, – Yeah, the third down defense is horrific. Yeah, but just stop the run. Stop the run. Yeah. And then we'll figure it out from there because they're not very good at passing. So, and the problem with UL really is their secondary as far as I could tell. So, 
Um, yeah, third down defense is not good. But, hey, this is a home game. Uh, what's the total? 59 and a half. Yeah, I'm on the over. I was going to say, I'd probably lean over. UL's going to have to put some points on the board. Oh, yeah. Chandler Fields playing in his hometown? Yeah. Dude, he's going to light it up. Yeah, we'll see. Godspeed he's on this playing one. good. Um, yeah, I mean, they they just dropped 50 on ULM. They played Troy close. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take ULL plus three and a half. All righty, we will get to the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Miami of Ohio taking on App State. Total sits at, looks like it's growing. Um, I'm taking App State minus six. As am I. I, I'm going to lay the points with App State. Miami's down to third quarterback that hasn't taken a snap this season. Uh, Noel leads App State, App State in rushing. He's not in as far as I can tell. Uh, I think he's in the portal. Yep. Kanye Roberts, freshman, has arguably been more productive this year, just in less workload. And then uh, Maquel Haywood, I think he'll be a good second punch. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're going to lack the ability to run the ball with Noel in the portal. They still have guys behind him that can uh, do decent production on the ground. But Avion Smith's in the portal for Miami. Uh, obviously, Gabbert, what broke his leg earlier this year. So I'm going to yep. take App State minus six. All right, I'm going to take the first half under 23 and a half. Okay. Miami of Ohio's defense is pretty good. Um, We saw it against Toledo. They kind of wrecked <clears throat> Toledo. Yeah. And made them really struggle on offense. So I'm banking kind of like Jack, the Jacksonville, um, the Georgia Southern Ohio game. I'm banking on Miami of Ohio this time too their defense to kind of keep them in this game a little bit, at least to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the first half under 23 and a half. Okay. Um, That's kind of how I see it as well. I do think App State eventually is going to be able to put some points up That's on the board. Exactly. That's really, I, I just, I don't, I don't really see an avenue for Miami to put points up. On yeah, the board. exactly. So, uh, alrighty, the Isleta New Mexico Bowl. And would you have it? The New Mexico State Aggies are playing in it. The fighting Jerry Kills taking on Fresno State. In the portal, as far as I could see, nobody really significant for New Mexico State. Uh, a wide receiver. Um, Fresno. Tedford's out, right? Yes. Jeff Tedford's gone. Logan Fife is in the portal. Is Mikey Keene? I would imagine he's not going to play. I I saw that he is. It's, it's possibly he's going to play. I would think that if Tedford's out, he's going to probably put his name in the portal, I would think, if he still has eligibility. It was a concussion, right? Uh yeah no I'm just, I'm just saying I think that with the coach going I would imagine oh, yeah. he's probably gonna fucking pack it in. Yeah. Um, Fife's in the portal. Yes, oh, I didn't see that. Either way, I'm laying nice. I'm laying three points with New Mexico State. Same. Uh, I think uh, it's another. It, Jerry Kill has completely turned around New Mexico State and they're playing good football down the stretch. Uh, Diego Pavia, obviously we know him well. Um. I've been on the wrong side of New Mexico State a lot this year. They've burned me when I've gone against them. They've burned me when I've been with them. This is the New Mexico Bowl. Don't think too much into it. Lay the points. New Mexico State's going to ride, and then this is Jerry Kill. This is what he does best. So he's he's turned New Mexico State into a powerhouse. New Mexico State minus three. What are you taking? Yeah, I'm taking New Mexico State. They burned you last year. I bet against them. I know. You learned your lesson? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. What are you on, Joseph? 
I'm on New Mexico State minus three. All right, so we got a consensus on the uh, the Jerry Kills from New Mexico. The Starco Brands LA Bowl, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. This one's interesting. UCLA, Boise State. The line sits at three and a half, uh, give or take. We'll see what's the best number we can get there, depending on the side we go. 49 and a half for the total. What I see in the portal, UCLA, Dante Moore's out. Running back Keegan Jones, he's like the fifth leading rusher, not that big of a deal. Tight end Carson Ryan, second most touchdowns on the team. Um, Boise State, Taylor Green's out. Leading wide receiver Eric McAllister's out, uh, among others. I'm leaning UCLA here, but I don't I don't feel spectacular about it. What are your thoughts? Which way are you leaning? Um, Taylor Green yeah. being out's a big deal for me. Yeah, and the Maddox, Maddox whatever, Maddox. He he's injured, huh? I don't know. So I think they'll be on a um a quarterback that probably yes. hasn't threw the ball. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if you've watched Boise State, Taylor Green's legs have been a huge deal. Absolutely. Like a huge part of their offense. He's been honestly playing very well down the stretch. Um they do obviously still have Ashton Genty, but Garbers is gonna uh, who's it for UCLA? Garbers. He's with yeah. Dante Moore out. Yeah, he but did they go back to Dante Moore late down the season? Uh, in the Cal game, they did. Yeah, but I think Garbers got injured. Yeah, yeah. Garbers might. I think who he's knows? Back. I, from what I saw, I thought I saw he was going to play, but I. But he got injured in their last game. Yes, he's probable. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm. I think I'm going to lay the points with Boise. I mean, no, sorry, sorry. UCLA. Lay the points with UCLA. Yeah, I'm taking UCLA just because you look at um UCLA d- defensively, they're they're pretty good. Key players from their secondary will be missing, but like we said, Boise's going to be on a quarterback uh, without experience. So yeah, can they really exploit? Stop the, the run. UCLA's probably a little bit deeper here. This is the LA Bowl. Yeah, UCLA. Mm-hmm. I lean UCLA, but I'm going to go with the under forty nine and a half. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate that. I'd probably lean that way as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll take UCLA minus three and a half. All right. Next up, um, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Cal, Texas Tech. Um, two and a half, three, over under 57 and a half. Which side are you going? Um, I guess I'm going to take Cal. <laughs> what do you mean you guess? <laughs> you said to take them. It's my lock of the week. <laughs> 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 Might shock you. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Texas Tech, so an okay team. Um, I think they'll be without two starting wide receivers. They're starting left tackle. Um, Cal's going to be without their leading tackler and uh, starting cornerback, I think. So mm-hmm. not really too much going on here. Um, who's the quarterback now for uh, Texas Tech? He's really not like anything special. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think Tech's also without their second and third wide receivers and multiple ba- the, the yeah. left tackles out, but also multiple backup linemen as well. So mm-hmm. their their depth on the line could take a hit. Uh, is it Morton? Yeah, something like that. Baron Morton. Baron, yeah, Baron mm-hmm. Baron, something like that. Um, so you're taking Cal? Yeah, I'm just gonna take Cal here. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was a three available today. What are you taking, Joseph? I'm going to do Cal plus three and the over 57 and a half. Okay. All righty. Um, I'm interested what your lock is. Monday, 
the famous toastery bowl, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion. Old Dominion's two and a half point favorites over under sits at 55 and a half, give or take. Obviously, we can fish for a better number depending on what side we are. Which way are you going? Uh, this is my lock. Really? Interesting, because I don't feel great about this one, but I was leaning Old Dominion. Um, but am I, am I wrong that I thought Western Kentucky had a lot of people out? I, I should probably pull the portal up. Uh, they're without three starting no linemen, starting cornerback, starting safety, starting linebacker. Give me Old Dominion. Minus two and a half. Old Dominion, when have they won shit? So, <laughs> they'll want to win. Um, Joseph, what do you want? The over, 55 and a half. Okay. Yeah, these bowl games are tough because uh, these are the games where you're trying to figure out who gives a fuck. Obviously, as we get a little deeper in the bowl season with the games become a little bit more important, it'll be a little easier to get a uh, a read on things, but... See what we can do. Speaking of Reed, Austin Reed. Mm. We saw him. We did see him in the New Orleans Bowl last That's year. Right. Yeah, he is good. <laughs> Lighting it up, dude. 500 yards, four touchdowns. He is good. Um, All right, the Tuesday game that will go on to next week's card, but we give it out now, obviously, because we would not be able to get – it'll be on next week's card. Scooters, Coffee, Frisco Bowl. UTSA taking on Marshall. UTSA's 12.5-point favorites, give or take. Over-under sits at 52.5. Portal, who's in, who's out. Fancher's gone, right? Yeah. Um, is Frank Harris playing? Yeah. Um, Got to be if they're favored by saw. this much. Yeah, yeah there he's going to play. Why wouldn't he? That's true. Save himself for the CFL? Come on. <laughs> is he done? He's got to be done. Yeah, he's, got, right? he's played for 20 years now. He really has been there for so long. So you got to kind of lay it with UTSA, right? Go out on a high note? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because um, Fancher out, Cole Pennington, the guy's a fucking, he's shit. Is it yeah. Chad Pennington's son? I don't. It's got to be. Is it Cole? Yeah. Or is it Chase? I don't know. Chase written down. Well, let's find out. He sucks. Can't trust these That's guys. what happens when you're trash and nobody knows your fucking name. It's Cole. Cole. Could be thinking of Chuck Montgomery, third leading passer on the team. He's a wide receiver. Um <laughs> Cole, let me fix that. Yeah, Cole Pennington. Let's see, does he look... Yeah, this is definitely Chad Pennington's son. He's related. Jesus Christ, this could be a problem, though. No, this guy's... He's played. He's played bad, too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's got no touchdowns, six six interceptions, a QBR of 12. Um, (laughs) Within three games. When you have... When your interceptions are half of your QBR, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, yeah, so Fancher got out of town. So Cole Pennington, is he going to be able to go toe-to-toe with the legend of Frank Harris? No, dude, it's going to be a, a fucking – this should be the locks. <laughs> we should change it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, – Yeah, I mean, I'm going to – Marshall, yeah. you know, I bet on them. They never, they never won for me this year. They have sucked this year. The last couple of years, like, their defense was good. Do they still have 55, the linebacker? I don't know. They they um are always in position, but they let them they let miraculous plays happen. Yeah, you know. Okay. I'm I'm gonna take Marshall's team total under nineteen and a half. Okay. I still think UTSA's defense is is gonna show up even with AAC Defensive Player of the Year Trey Moore going to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal. But um, they're seventh in the nation in sacks. Uh, fourteen of the forty sacks that they have come from him. But they got guys around him, so I think that defense mixed with Cole Pennington being in, it's, it's going to be a problem. 
It's the Frisco Bowl. Frisco is in Texas. The T and UTSA stands for Texas. Don't overthink it. Um, I don't really feel strongly about very many of these, though. So I could see Cole Pennington come out here and uh, turn back the clock, be the second coming of his daddy, and then Randy Moss will show himself, and then all of a sudden Marshall's lighting it up. <laughs> but I, I have no idea. I haven't. I haven't. But yeah. Seen another it. thing to keep an eye on is uh, Marshall's running back. Ali? Yeah. Is he questionable to play? They're speculating that he might not play just because he's, um, I don't know what year he is, but he's, he's a definitely junior. a pretty good player. Yeah, he's a junior. He's got so, over 1,000 um, yards, 14 touchdowns. Maybe he's a player you see go transfer or. Yeah, do yourself a favor, buddy. Go to a better school. Enter himself into the draft, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that is true. He is draft eligible. Okay, so all we have left are the locks. Yep. Correct? Okay. All righty. Our best bets of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need... Come on. Come on. <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. You're a bad motherfucker. Go next year. I will grab your fucking nuts and tell the world somebody's sniffing my fucking nuts actually. Because I ain't got time to fuck around no more. All right, my lock of the week is going to be the Tech. Just kidding, it's Cal plus three. I said a couple weeks ago, Cal would be a team I kept my eye on come bowl season. They've got young players that will be back next year. They're going to want to win. You've got uh, the Hispanic quarterback, but that's not who I'm worried about. I'm worried about Ott. Jaden Ott's one of the best running backs in the country, only a sophomore. Fernando Mendoza has shown promise down the stretch. Texas Tech's going to be without multiple skill position players, without their most important lineman, the left tackle. They're going to be short on linebacker, on a uh, lineman depth i'm gonna take cal plus three here i think cal could win this game outright they should win this game outright i think they're gonna be fired up ready to go um give me the golden bears plus three what is your lock of the week old dominion is it really yeah (laughs) who the fuck is old dominion yeah they're um they're not really that good at they're not terrible, but look, they're they're not really that good at anything. The big thing here is like we talked about Western Kentucky without three starting o-, o linemen, some key players on defense too. And another big question is will their star receiver Malachi Corley play? Um, he's definitely an NFL talent. Uh, I doubt I doubt he goes in this one, but um, nothing official yet. It's like Western Kentucky's been a team this year. They're like hot or cold, you know? Yeah. Explosive plays or, or they're struggling to move the ball at all. Old Dominion uh, plays in a tough conference, 6-6. Six and six. They only had two games that they lost by more than one score. One was against Virginia Tech and one was against Liberty. Uh, they kept games close with most of the teams they played and even got some impressive wins in the Sun Belt. So I'm going to uh, lay the... Two and a half with Old Dominion for okay. my lock of the week. Okay. Joseph, what is your lock of the week? <clears throat> yeah, I had that written down. Uh, they've, they averaged every game that they played was on average less than seven points apart. Every single yeah. game. Every single game they keep close. Um, another consensus for my lock, I'm going to the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern at Ohio. I'm on the under as well, 49. We talked about it. Ohio is missing key players offensively. Quarterback Curtis Rourke, uh, backup C.J. Harris is out. Uh, Bangura hit the portal, the starting running back. Too many question marks offensively to see them doing anything in this game. Uh, But defensively, like Nick talked about, they should still hold true to what they've done this year. Fifth in the country, allowing only 15 points per game. Seventh in the country in passing defense, 
giving up only 168 yards per game, uh, which is going to have to show up here in this game. Although Davis Brin puts up good numbers, he still turns the ball over with 16 interceptions this season. Even if they get those picks, I don't see Ohio making much out of them. So I'll look for their stingy defense to limit them here. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the under 49. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets for the first week of bowl season. We will recap for you, and then we will move on over to the NFL. Let's see. To recap, <clears throat> in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, I'm taking the under 49 between Georgia, Georgia Southern and Ohio. In the New Orleans Bowl, give me UL plus three and a half. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl, I'm taking App State minus six. The Isleta New Mexico Bowl, I'm taking New Mexico State minus three. Starco Brands LA Bowl, give me UCLA minus three and a half. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, I'm taking Cal versus Texas Tech. I'm taking Cal plus three as my lock of the week. The famous Toastery Bowl, Old Dominion minus two and a half. And the UTSA versus Marshall Bowl, whose title I didn't write the name down, I'm going to take UTSA minus 12 and a half. This is the, uh, the last dance for Frank Harris. Georgia Southern, Ohio, under 49. UL plus three and a half. Miami of Ohio, App State, first half under 23 and a half. New Mexico State, minus three. UCLA, minus three and a half. Cal, plus three. My lock of the week is going to be Old Dominion, minus two and a half. And then we're taking UTSA, minus 12 and a half. Okay. Um, a Myrtle Beach Bowl for my lock of the week. I'm going under 49, Georgia Southern at Ohio. Uh, in the New Orleans Bowl, I'm taking the over 59 and a half. Uh, in the Cure Bowl, I'm taking App State minus six. In the New Mexico Bowl, I'm taking New Mexico State minus three. I'm taking the under 49 and a half, UCLA and Boise State. Uh, in the Independence Bowl, I'm taking, I'm going to double dip. I'm taking the over 57 and a half and Cal plus three. Um, and then in the Frisco Bowl, I am going to take Marshall's team total under 19 and a half. All righty. Oh, my bad. And then the Toastery Bowl uh, over 55 and a half. Okay. I'm going to go pee real quick. Go ahead. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football. We will turn over to a an okay week in the NFL. Um, Thursday night. Let's get into Thursday because this was a frustrating one. Uh, it was the Patriots and Steelers. I was on the Steelers minus six. I think y'all were both on the under. I was on a team total under. Um, Missed it by half a point. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Patriots scored all their points in the first half, 21 of them. The Steelers suck. Trubisky sucks. God, Trubisky sucks really bad. I understand he's the MVP. Um, those those days are gone. MVP level Mitchell Trubisky is no more. You're not going to see the, the Nickelodeon valuable player Mitchell Trubisky ever again. Those days are gone. Uh, they suck. The Steelers are bad. Their defense, uh, I mean, settled in in the second half, but good God. Uh, so we started off with a loser there. Yes, I bet the Panthers plus five and a half. I bet against the hometown New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm not proud of it, uh, but I would do it again. I would do it again for sure. Could do it again this week. You never know. Um, so rough start. Then we rattled off some wins. Browns minus three. This one got a little dicey because the Jaguars decided to go for two points. Uh, that would have either made it a four-point game or a two-point game. They did not get it. Browns um, dropped 31 points with Joe Flacco at quarterback. 
Uh, they cover the three. Bengals plus one. Jake Browning can play in this league. He's not a bad quarterback at all. 275 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, they dropped 34 points on the Colts, which is not a bad defense. So uh, my lock of the week was also Nick's lock of the week, and it was easy. Cowboys minus three on their home field. They absolutely skull fucked the Eagles. 33-13. to 13. The Eagles are a little fraudulent. Been saying it. The Cowboys showed up. They did what they had to do. Um, scoring obviously slowed down in the second half, but when you got a big lead, you don't need to score as much. Easy winner there. I added two plays on Monday. I thought my week was done. I started looking at it. I was like, all right, we'll take a couple shots here. Giants and Packers over 37 caches, and then we were on the Dolphins minus 14. Looks like we were going to push. Three minutes to go in the game. Next thing you know, they lose outright. So four and three on the week for me. We do cash the lock. Brings me to 34, 38, seven and seven in my locks of the week. You had four plays. Yeah, I was on the under on Thursday night. These teams scored a little bit of points. 21 to 18, huh? Yes. Yeah, so it went over 30. Um, Then I was on San Francisco first half. San Francisco wasn't up by more than uh, six and a half points at halftime. I think they were up by maybe four, something like that. But um, they ended up winning the game by... By 12, I should have just took San Francisco minus 10 and a half for the game, but sometimes I'm stupid. So, uh, <laughs> Cowboys minus three was the lock. You just, I walked in when you were talking about it. Yeah, they, they handled business. And then um, the Bengals plus one. Yep. So, two and two, we hit the lock of the week with the Cowboys. Joseph, how did you do? Uh, Bad. <laughs> I, I'm so aggravated. I can't stand betting the NFL. I went one and three. Bengals plus one. I was on that with you guys. It, it was just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Steelers team total under 17 and a half. They fucking get the two point conversion. I I can't stand the Steelers. Um, and I'm I'm done with looking at the weather. The weather is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. The Ravens minus seven. They win by six in overtime. Obviously, you don't need to kick an extra point. It's over. Punt return touchdown. Punt return touchdown to win the game. Can we talk about my two futures bets? Yeah, the Ravens are good. I have the Ravens and the Cowboys, both 10-1 to odds. Both teams are good. I do it every year. Every year. Every year I I bet. The the Ravens were my first bet. Every year, midseason, I take a team, get value immediately. Ravens are like, what, 5-1, to 6-1 to now? They're the second. They're right behind. um, San Francisco. Yeah, who's who's like plus 250. Yeah. They're definitely the heavy favorite. Yeah. but if the Ravens win this week, the Ravens are going to—they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Yes, if they can win this week, tough road game against the Jaguars team, obviously. But Trevor Lawrence banged right. up. Uh, but go ahead, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Um, and then my lot—it's just—it's—it's it's bullshit after bullshit. Um, third week in a row, I went to the Jets game, and it was looking great. Zero points at halftime. I'm on the under thirty-two and a half, and then Zach Wilson turns into freaking. Prime Drew Brees. BYU Zach Wilson. BYU Zach Wilson. I mean, it's ridiculous. I had the Texans team total under picked first, and I switched. I, I can't. I can't catch a break in NFL. It's he's, ridiculous. He said, "What are they going to do? Bench me again?" So he went out there and lit it up. I mean, he just <laughs> lit it up in the second half. They scored. There was no point score in the first half. I'm like, oh, this is easy. So you are Nick is twenty eight, twenty two, and one eight and six in his locks of the week. So you're leading the way in the NFL. What is your NFL record, Joseph? Just whisper it. <laughs> 22 and 35, 5 and 9 in the locks. All right, we look ahead to week 15, Thursday night. 
Chargers, Raiders. Raiders are at home, three-point favorites. Total sits at 34. <laughs> the Raiders are coming off a barn burner, three-to-nothing loss to the uh, the Minnesota Josh Dobbs. Um, yeah, so are the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are trash. <laughs> Which way are you going? Raiders. 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 Oh, Raiders. O'Connell sucks. Yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> um, is Herbert playing? No. No, he's, he's out having surgery. Oh, is he really? He is done done. Okay. Who's their backup? Easton Stick. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I'm going to take the under. Under 34. I told you, I've been saying Thursday night overs have been the move. Been saying it. That was the whole thing last year. Thursday night unders, Thursday night unders. This year, I, I bet you Thursday night unders are, I mean, Thursday night overs are hitting well, well more than the unders. I want to take the Raiders, but the Raiders suck. The Raiders suck. How do you score zero points in a fucking game? Yeah. And still cover the spread. They were three-and-a-half-point dogs. Jesus. That's incredible. Um, I mean, they only scored 13 points against the Dolphins, which are not a spectacular defense. They scored 16 against the Jets. I don't know. I mean, this is one of those, like... I mean, really, this is more of, like, I don't know that the Chargers are going to be able to fucking do anything. Ah, Fuck. Because this is this is totally like a square. Like, yeah, they just scored zero points, so you bet the under next week. That's not really why I'm doing it. They are bad on offense. I'll take the Raiders. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll take the Raiders. Consensus. And I'll take... No, just the Raiders. Should I take the under two? Maybe we all take the under 34. They win 10 nothing. Um No? All right, we will. Um, yeah, no, I'm going. We will. I mean, y'all are it, under I, thirty. I, y'all are betting under thirty. I might as well take it. I suck. Yeah, whatever you who think cares? you Can't should, hurt. whatever you think you shouldn't do, let us know, and then we'll all do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturday we got games. Three games. Is anybody on anything? Uh, remind me what they are. You got the Vikings and Bengals at twelve. Three thirty. You got the Steelers and Colts. And then 7.15, you got the Broncos and the Lions. I got two of them written down. I just don't know. I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. I'm on one. It's my lock of the week, though. Uh, Which one? Can't tell you. (laughs) Leave that up to mystery. Are you on any of these three? No. No? All righty. We'll see. I might be. Okay. Then we will circle back Sunday. Who feels good about something? Uh, One's my lock. Well, it's got to be. And then I have another one. Okay. Do you, how many do you have? Uh, one more than my lock. Okay, do you want more? Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons and just lay the three. Yeah, I, I really don't like the board this week at all. I, I was struggling to find stuff that I felt good about. Um. Okay, so you're fading the Panthers. They do suck so bad. So, so bad. Fuck. I'll take them as well. The Panthers are fucking. Hor- but if the Falcons horrific. don't cover, I'll put myself on another three-year suspension from betting the Falcons. Oh yeah, you were on one previously. Yeah, a while back. Three-year suspension. I don't know if I made it the whole three years, but I mean, this I game d- is too good d- to pass up. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons minus three as well. 
The Panthers suck. They do. The Falcons have weapons. They finally are throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts. Drake London went crazy. Yeah. Why don't you fucking give it to the people that are good? Um, all right, Joseph, what is your one before you lock? Um, I'm going to take the Rams. Um, can you see if there's a six? I, I, I saw minus six and a half. Rams and Commanders. Yeah. Yeah, the Rams played the Ravens well. The Rams have been a surprise yeah. this year. I keep saying that. They're not a bad team. At all. So, and the Commanders stink. Uh, let's see. Rams, you've got, I don't see a six. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no six. I'm going to take a minus six and a half. Like you just said, they look good. Their offense looks good. Uh, and that was against the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the NFL in yeah. bad weather. Uh, I'm impressed with their offense, and I think they can keep it going against, obviously, a weak commander's defense, even with them coming off a bye. Mm -hmm. They're just that bad, so I'm going to lay the six and a half. I really want to take the Bills with the points at home, fighting for the life, five and two at home. Cowboys are three and three. What's that at, three? Away. Uh, I see two and a half. They have, I think DraftKings has two. Really? Yes. What what are your thoughts? Because I know the Cowboys are hot right now. Yeah, I mean it's um. I do think. What's the weather gonna be? You know, it's cold. Yeah, it's winter. Yeah, is it gonna possibly snow? I mean, that'd be cool, but I don't think. Uh, let me look it up. I think Deron Bland kind of got a little exposed. Uh, I, I I don't think that um. I think Josh Allen's mobility is definitely gonna have to play come into play. Let's see, Orchard Park. It really was. It was tough to find. It was tough to find anything that I felt great about. Oh, let's see. There's a 30%. Where is it? Damn it. What time is this game? 325. 325. There's a 30% chance of rain from 5 to 7. Maybe we get a little late start. Delay them. Um, it will not be freezing temperatures. So, weather won't be a play. Won't be a factor. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would take the Bills if, if I had to. I'm going to take the Bills. I, I mean, obviously, nobody, nobody doesn't want to win. But it is, it's do or die for the Bills right now. I feel like if they lose another one, any like they have to basically win out. I I would think. I'm sure they probably don't have to, but I mean when you look at the teams in their division, but also the AFC's loaded. So at least compared to the NFC, the NFC's very top heavy. So yeah, I'll take the Bills minus two and a half. Yeah, I think eventually you know somebody's got to start playing as good as they are. You know. Yeah. Like none of the elite quarterbacks are really playing well. Well, the Chiefs Purdy and Prescott problem. are the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Yeah, right. Come on. Chiefs just have an offensive problem. Yeah. I mean, eventually, like next week, not going to be a problem anymore. The Bills are going to light it up. And I got the Bills, too. Oh, you are on the yeah. Bills? Okay. <laughs> I am also going to take the uh, the Seahawks, plus four, Monday night. Seahawks plus four on their home field Monday night. The Eagles, uh, I mean, does the offense look spectacular? I don't love the Seahawks. Uh, but four points, it just feels like too many on a primetime game. Um, 
I've been down on the Eagles this year. I've been kind of fading them a little bit. They just got exposed by the Cow- – not exposed, but they got dog-walked by the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Seahawks getting four points on their home field. And then all I have left is my lock of the week. I'm, I'm going to take Broncos and Lions over 47.5. Okay. Okay. Um, all we have, all you have left is your lock? Mm-hmm. Yes. All righty. All right, best bets of the week for the NFL. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a Saturday game. Where are you going? I don't know if you're on to this game, but um, I'm going to take the Lions minus five. Oh, let's go. What are the odds? That's my log of the week as well. <laughs> okay. I swear. Come on. Um, yeah, the Broncos, it's their third row game in a row, so I know they're fighting for a lot over there. Kansas City just fell to eight and five. The Broncos are seven and six, but... Lions played two games on the road, one against us, one against Chicago. They just lost to Chicago. I kind of think this is a bounce-back spot for the Lions after they've kind of struggled the past few weeks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, exactly my thoughts. I think the Broncos, what they start out? They were 1-5? and five. Yeah. They're 7-6 and six now. They have definitely turned it around. you got to tip your cap to Sean Payton. It's impressive. But they've gotten... A one-point win over Minnesota with Josh Dobbs. They've got a win over Cleveland without Deshaun Watson. They went on the road and lost to the Texans. They went on the road and beat a Chargers team with Herbert getting hurt. It's been kind of a fortunate way that the the dominoes have fell for the Broncos. The Lions are a little fraudulent. Do not get me wrong, but I think we're going to see them put up points in this one. I think the defense has got to get back to playing better. It just has to. Um this was a Lions team that was looking like one of the better teams in the NFC. They're still nine and four. They're four and two at home. This is a game that they got to win. If you can't drop this one, you can't lose three out of your last four. Lions minus five is my lock of the week. I think we see them get back on track. I tried to take them against Green Bay on Thanksgiving uh, after they played a couple really close games down the stretch against teams that aren't doing that well this year. They got fucking beat up on. They squeak out a win against us, and then they lose to the Bears last week. This is a get-right spot for the Lions on at home. Like you said, this is the third road game for for Denver, and it's coming from the West Coast basically mm-hmm. to not all the way to the East Coast, but still, they're going cross-country. Um, they're covering all the corners, so it's it's a tough stretch for Denver. That third consecutive road game plays a point plays a part in this one. So, I'll take the Lions minus five as my lock of the week as well. Joseph, I'm taking the Jags plus three and a half. Um, that's disrespectful to my future. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of like, for me, it's a letdown spot here for the Ravens. The Ravens are really good. Don't get me wrong. But um, I liked what I saw. I mean, Lawrence kept him in the game there uh, against a, a really good defense in the Browns as well. And uh, we just saw the Ravens give up a lot of points to the to the Rams. So they can be had a little bit on defense, although I do, st- I do still think those are both good defenses. And the Ravens have been good in the red zone. Um I just I don't know I feel like it should be a little bit more than three and a half uh, with how much better I think the Ravens are so it seems a little fishy to me I'm I'm gonna take the home dog with a hook yeah I would lean Jacksonville um, 
but not enough to take it. Just, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely biased now because I have the futures bet on the Ravens. I don't want to see the Ravens lose, but they are five and one on the road. The defense is good, but I, I got to see Trevor. One is Trevor Lawrence. What's the deal with his ankle? That stupid asshole. I thought he's acting like he'll never walk again when he got rolled up on. His immediate reaction, like he gets up and then he falls down and he smacks the turf like he's like gonna be crippled. And that's why I took the Browns last week. Yeah, I freaking started. I had to start Minshew in one of my leagues because <laughs> Lawrence is my quarterback. Yeah, well then he shocks. And then they're like, "Oh, he's playing." I was like, yeah, "I'll just stick with. I'll stick with the old gunslinger Minshew." <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it didn't cost me. Yeah, y'all didn't look at Bengals Vikings. Mm, it's fishy. Really, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Vikings are still in contention to make a playoff spot. Really both are, I guess. And Browning does not look bad. But who are the Vikings going with? They're going with Jaron Hall? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> it what do you think? Yeah, I won't mess with it. I just, yeah. Okay. It's fishy for me. Um but there you go. That is our best bets. It's the second week in a row. Nick and I have a consensus lock in the NFL. Last week was the Cowboys. They won by a billion. This week, it's the Lions, man. Uh, Sean Payton, love you. Wish you were still here. Dennis Allen's a dipshit, but I think the Lions are going to trounce you in this one. To recap, Thursday night, we're all going to take the Raiders minus three. Um, Seahawks plus four. Falcons minus three. Bills minus two and a half. And my lock of the week, the Lions minus five. I'm on the Raiders, minus three. The Lions, minus five for the lock. The Falcons, minus three. And the Bills, minus two. Uh, yeah, it's a consensus. I'm on the Raiders as well, minus three. Um, and then Saturday, I am going to take the Broncos and Lions over, 47 and a half. Sunday, I'm going to take the Rams, minus six and a half. And for my lock, I'm going to take the Jags, plus three and a half. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for uh, NFL Week 15. Uh, we gave you our first bowl season run. Um, last year was rough with bowl season. It, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. No matter what, I remember last year, after you're like, I'm not picking all the fucking bowl games next year. <laughs> we do it every year. So um, if we get hot and we run the table in bowl season, then we'll be like, look at our records. We're on fire. If we don't do well, we're going to be like, look at our records before we got into bowl season. That's the true the true indication of how we did this year. So either way, we're going to play it to our advantage. Um, I was thinking, too, this time of the year reminds me of, speaking of bowl season, when we went, when we went bowling last year. Yeah. Because I remember playoff football, I passed out on the couch. Yeah. And then. Chargers and Jags. I remember waking up to, yeah, the big comeback. Yeah. And it, something about it felt good. Like, I felt shitty. I felt really bad. Um, but it was like I was comfortable on the couch at that point. I'm, like, looking at recapping the comeback. I think I was on that game. I think it I think it went my way. Yeah. Um, the Jacks came back. I was on the Chargers. Yeah. I went to sleep. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, good win for me. <laughs> um, maybe we run it back with bowling. I, was, I don't know. Bam's coming in town. Everybody's coming in for the holidays. We're, I, we need to set up speed golf. I definitely want to set that up. Uh, I'm always down to bowl. Cody's been asking, though, about bowling. Oh, I'm always <laughs> That was just such a disastrous, like, I don't know. When I get in, like, those, like, high-energy environments, that's why I was like, let's get six pitchers. Somebody was like, why don't we start with two? So we'll get six. 
And dude, I was just I was guzzling beer. Guzzling beer. I was bowling good in the beginning. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> drinking some too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Watch my shit. <laughs> you remember? Well, I wasn't even there for it, but I remember the video. No, I I yeah, I was oh, I was bad. A, no, I was a wreck. So we get to the Hooters. We'll just, whatever. We'll fucking tell a quick story before we get off. We get to the Hooters and we were all starving. Dude, I was so hungry. I remember like we finally got there. I was like, yes. We get to the table. We're about to order. And then I'm like, I just like put my head back. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm going to go get in the car. And I think somebody like Cody, somebody was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm going to throw up. So I'm going to go get in the car. I was preemptive. I, I was like, I'm not going to throw up in this Hooters. So I'm going to go into the parking lot. And uh, I was close. <laughs> I go sit. I go sit in the car for a little while, dude. <laughs> then it hits me. I open the door. I throw up so much, and like I don't really drink like crazy these days. I haven't thrown up in a minute. I throw up so much. I look up. There's a whole family staring at me. I'm like, <laughs> like I give them away. Like sorry, throw up <laughs> so much. Well, then I got to take a shit. So the Hooters. There's a like a 500 yard field behind the hooters and then at the very end of it at the very back there's a hotel so i'm like i can't go back into the hooters there's fucking waitresses in there can't fucking <laughs> i look like trash so i'm like the hotel i'm gonna go to the hotel i've like stumbled through this field took me 10 minutes 20 minutes to fucking get through this field just walk in wave to the concierge go blow up the bathroom Go back and sleep in the truck till y'all get back. He's terrorizing the waitress. Um, it was tough. It, we didn't bring enough battery for the camera. Yeah. So they put us next to an unsightly bunch on the uh, on the <laughs> lane next to us. Cody was all thrown off. It was oh, it was dude. it was a tough day. Yeah. It was a tough day. It was a good idea. It was a fun day at first, and then it wasn't that fun after that but maybe we run it back maybe we try to do it better um the, it, it was bowling it was a competition it was every strike you chug a beer every gutter ball you chug a beer and it went how you th would expect it to go <laughs> um but yeah maybe we run it back speed golf's on the horizon we've got some stuff uh planned as football starts kind of slowing down a little bit and everybody's back home for the holidays episode 175 is in the books uh do you have anything to say before we go adios Good luck. All right. Y'all have to go and hit subscribe everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Hit the like button too. Maybe drop a comment. We're going to do what we do best and we're going to hand out winners, especially in the NFL. It's been a slow couple weeks for me. We got, what, four and three last week. We're going to do a little bit better this week. We're going to do even better the next week. Ravens in the Super Bowl, maybe. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but there's money to be made in the very near future. Y'all have to go and hoot at. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.